0: welcome to another episode of the s una finale podcast we are back after a bit of a hiatus uh it's been a it's been kind of a long break i think uh, la- the last time we spoke was uh, around about mid-june but uh, here we are we are back uh, with another episode i have a regular face charlie with me and i have kaushik with us today uh, Fans from Bangladesh already know Kaushik, but those of you don't, uh, he's the official member of the uh, first supporters club in Bangladesh, Penya Madridista Bangladesh, and he's also been a Real Madrid fan pretty much all his life, and, and a prominent voice back home uh, when it comes to Real Madrid. So we are here today to basically talk about how the preseason went for Real Madrid. It's been an interesting one. Uh, considering what has happened uh, COVID and everything over the last few seasons. So uh, let's let's dive into this, guys. I'll start with Charlie. Uh, Charlie, so usually what happens is Real Madrid uh, trains a few days in Madrid, and then they come to North America. Previously, they used to come to Montreal. This year, they didn't, which, which I wasn't really happy about. If they had come to Montreal, I would, be, would have gone to the training camp. But then they travel to LA, uh, trained at UCLA, training ground. Uh, The team from the offset to me, the first point that I want to point out is uh, they look fit. They look physically prepared. Uh, Antonio Pintas, of course, uh, the mastermind behind this. Uh, Even right from the word go, I think uh, this team, you know, there was a spring about uh, their physique. And even we saw like the players, even when they were in vacation, They were training hard themselves, and when the team came together, thankfully, we didn't have any major injury concerns apart from the one of Danny Carvajal. Even he got fit by the end of preseason. So uh, first question for you in terms of physique. How did you observe the team? Did you have any other comments to make about that? Um, I
1: don't have any comments to make because, I mean, I'm just happy, like you said, that we got through without any serious injuries. I mean, Antonio Pintas is... Obviously a genius with what he does, and I'm so happy that he's back on the coaching staff. I mean, it, the one thing I will say is it's great to see all of the players taking it seriously because we have had players in the past, like I love Gareth Bale, but his motivations at the end of his Real Madrid tenure weren't uh, necessarily aligned with the rest of the team. So he wasn't always taking things as seriously as the other players. It seems like the squad is super motivated. They're all super they act as a collective. It seems to be a great mm-hmm. locker room presence. So everyone seems to be in tune with each other, and that's just really great to see. I mean, all, all, all the, it's a collective drive together. So I'm just really happy. I think everyone looked really fit. There was no one that was lagging about in the games. There was no one that seemed like they had a lack mm-hmm. of energy. So yeah, I'm just very I'm happy with how everyone's looking fitness wise and health wise.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thanks, Charlie. Koshi coming coming to you. Madrid had two new players coming into this preseason, Aurelian Shouamini and Antonio Rudiger. You and I have spoken in one of our Bengali podcasts before uh, on 92.48 about Rudiger. So let's start with Rudiger. Let's start from the defense. In the first game against Barcelona, we surprisingly saw Rudiger playing at left-back instead of Alaba playing left-back. In the next game, Rudiger became the left-sided center-back. And against Juventus, he played as the right-sided centre-back. So, in three games, he basically played in three positions. Uh, If you have observed whatever from the highlights or or from your notes, uh, your thoughts on Rudiger and uh, what do you think moving forward uh, how he gels onto this team?
2: Okay, first of all, uh, the fact that uh, hit me most is that uh, it should be the right thing to do uh, starting Rudiger at left-back or at bench because you should not bench the a uh, duo of uh, uh, double winning season just for the sake of a uh, centre-back who is coming to the new and it would send a message that uh, there has been some kind of favoritism towards him. So, first of all, from a non-sporting point of view, it was a perfect decision. But in a footballing point of view, from a tactical perspective, you cannot use uh, uh, Rüdiger uh, just as like as S. happens to be a uh, right back uh, back in 2013 or prior to 2012. But later, what we have seen is that Espilicueta uh, almost uh, played entire his career, uh, his GLC career as uh, left back or LCB. We cannot do the same thing in case of Rüdiger. At one point, that is sure that what was thrown into his way, he tackled it, he dealt it in sharpest possible way with so much enthusiasm, even in friendly games, that uh, we can hope something more when he will face the Barnabu crowd. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my Bengali podcast, I have continued to say that uh, within two or three months, at at best, Rudiger will be a fan-favorite at Panu because of the enthusiasm and uh, emotion that he brings to his game. This is one point. Another point is that I don't think Ancelotti will be able to hold Militao and Alaba duo for the rest of uh, at least half season uh, uh, with uh, Rudiger playing a substitute role or left back role. Because uh, sooner or later, uh, with the track record that Mendy has, he will be in uh, sidelines due to injury. And another thing is that uh, our attack is not as prolific as we are uh, portraying ourselves, so that will desire, that will demand Alaba to move into the left back to uh, combine with the Vinicius. So far, the Vinicius we have seen is a Vinicius who is almost doing the things of his own, just with the help of Benjamin. But What Ronaldo was able to uh, get the assist from uh, Marcelo from the left side. Vinicius has not been able to get Mm. the same thing from Mendy, but having Alaba on the left uh, back will just augment his performance, will just accelerate his growth as a uh, left winger and move more centrally to him. So, Mm. I believe that uh, Rudiger at left back was a um, temporary solution and within a short period, uh, he will have to tweak his uh, tactical Basically, in terms of defense. Thanks, thanks, Roshi. Uh
0: Staying, staying on the topic of uh, defense, Charlie. You being a centre back yourself, uh, last season when Militao's performances started to dip right uh, in the you know end part of the season, and then he picked it up in the Champions League games again, and especially had a uh, you know fantastic final two. But uh, last season, it was said that because he has played throughout, he was one of the players who had played the most minutes, it might have been fatigue that has caused that dip in performance. But even in preseason where obviously there was no fatigue, he's he's fresh, his, his mind is fresh and everything. But we have still been, been observing those Militao-esque mistakes that he'll have a fantastic game, but then he'll do something that will cause the team to concede a goal directly because of that, that kind of a mistake. Now, how long do you think that he keeps doing that and keeps getting away with that uh, without being benched by Rudiger. Because before it was that, yeah, you have a good duo with Alaba, but your backup is Nacho or Jesus Vallejo. But right now, if we, you know, quote-unquote, consider Rudiger as the backup, he's, like, probably the best center back in the world. Uh, So how do you keep that guy away with these kind of performances or what's, what's needed for Militao from a center back's point of view, according to you?
1: I think the first thing you have to start with is saying that I think Militao and Alaba will start the season no matter what. I think that's just Mm -hmm. – I know you said that, obviously, but that needs to be put out there just on the basis of how well they did last season. And, I mean, you can't bring someone in and immediately have them start over a pair who won the Champions League in La Liga. Mm -hmm. But, I, like you said, Militao has been very air-prone in possession. I think he's earned at least a couple of games, probably Mm -hmm. three matches in La Liga to uh, start off the season, depending on how he performs, I'm sure Rudiger will get on the pitch with having five substitutions. I'm sure they'll bring him on in the end, maybe 20 minutes left in some of these games just to see how he gels in, um, how much better he does than Militao in that role. I think what it'll mainly come down to in the long run is fitness and who is healthy. I think it won't be a, who's your first choice in back. I think it'll be who's fit. Cause obviously, like you said, Mendy, Uh, tends to get a lot of injury issues, and that will force either David Alaba to move out of the left back spot or, fingers crossed, hopefully not Antonio Rudiger not out there (laughs) because he's a great 1v1 defender, and he's great technically on the ball, but I don't think he has the skill set necessary to be a fullback. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. He's very fast, obviously, but Mm -hmm. I don't think he's got the agility necessary Mm -hmm. to play in that fullback role, and he definitely doesn't have the crossing, uh, Mm -hmm. the dual-footed aspect to cross and dump balls into the penalty area. So I think it will be Alaba or Nacho or even Miguel Gutierrez if he doesn't go out on loan. So I, I think it just comes down more out of necessity. I think it'll definitely be uh, Militao and Alaba to start the season. I do see Rudiger overtaking him at some point, depending on health, uh, purely on the basis of uh, he's just so much better in possession. He's uh, great with the progressive passing, things like that. I think he will overtake him at some point. Uh, Militao will have to fight for a spot, mm-hmm. which is better for the whole team as a whole. Uh, competition for spots just yeah. always improves the team so yeah i give them a couple games but i think rudiger will eventually be in there
0: yep just to end on the uh defensive uh, side of things before we move on to uh, discuss show with kaoshi is the fact that we are losing a lot more if we play rudiger at left back and Alaba at center back than what we're losing if we do the other thing, like play Alaba at left-back and play Rudiger at center-back. Because the things that Alaba does, he's obviously one of the uh, better defenders with his progressive passing or getting out of pressure situations. Rudiger can do all of that. Like Whatever Alaba does, Rudiger can do all of that as a center-back and definitely even some of the aspects better. Because he's better in the air, he's taller, he's, he's physically more dominant, all that. But whatever Alaba can do as a left-back, Rudiger or no one in the team can do that as a left back, essentially. Not yeah. even Mendy, because uh, even during preseason, we've been seeing that Mendy is, has been playing with Vinicius for what uh, four seasons now. Uh, uh, so he, he still hasn't hasn't you know built up a chemistry with Vinicius, and that that does hurt the team in progression in possession, especially in the final third. Gosh, you wanted to add something to that?
2: Yes, I want to add something that is. When Alava will be deployed as a left back, he will have something in mind that uh, usually no uh, fullback uh, beyond his 30s will have a, a long career compared to if he continue to play as a CB. So, that's the first thing he will have in, in his mind to lengthen his career. That's why he is uh, emphasizing to continue as a CB, I think, and another thing is that uh, the uh, uh, Ram- uh, Militao case is, is almost same as Ramos. He was a, he was bought uh, almost at the same age with a hefty amount of fees, and uh, uh, in his early days, Ramos was also error mm. One thing I want to add that it's very tough for a Real Madrid centre back not to be error prone because of the style that Real Madrid uh, defence had to deal with. Often we see that there are only two centre back remains uh, on the yeah. far end of the field. And uh, all the remaining players are joining attack. Fabio Canavaro said, quote unquote, that it's completely different to be a uh, defender at Real Madrid. And I have never experienced such things, and I have learned many things being a center back at Real Madrid. So uh, Militao will make some error, but uh, the fact that uh, we have seen his talent, his glimpses of how far he can go against the games like Real Sociedad. LJ, and uh, we have also seen how much down he can also. He is formed mm-hmm. deep uh, against uh, the likes of LJ. Uh, sorry, Khadij uh, in mm-hmm. the uh, last end of the season. Mm-hmm. The thing is that he has some kinds of Real equipment in his DNA because he his game
1: uh,
2: went almost on the same level as the team. Just at the final or even at the semi-final second leg versus Man City, he was at least decent. He was not causing too much problems for the defense or uh, some like error that he made during the carriage game. But he was almost on par with the team and in final, I think he was decent. So, uh, being switched up for the uh, biggest matches of the season is something that you have to have in your DNA. That's what he has. Now, as a fan base, we must be patient. He is almost 21 or 22. The, uh, almost a starter at Real Madrid and Brazil, so he has a decent future ahead of him. I think in the uh, path or the trajectory that his career has followed, compared to Delight, I think each time we can say that he has a better career so far than Delight. So yep. we have to be we have to be patient with him. And centre back at Real Madrid will be a role model because of the style that Real Madrid plays from uh, past, future. The Real Madrid center backs will have to make some error. Will those will we'll, some error.
0: That's how we Yep. So yep. I I do get get what you're saying, but uh, the thing is, the only anecdote or like the only wrinkle too is that previously, when we had defenders would uh, do one error here and there, we would also have an attacking force that would score. Outscore the opponent in any given game, so the error would probably n- not be that relevant in the game. But now that we don't have that kind of prolificness in our offense, one offensive er- or one defensive error is probably uh, so much more important than it used to be
2: previously. So that's that's where the dilemma comes with. Militao. I think we want to add that uh, if Balaji stays, I yeah. think at some point of the season, ancelotti may try a three-man center back. Uh,
0: yeah, well, that's 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 also to be seen because he did try it at everton for for a brief time didn't didn't entirely work uh, they didn't lose as many games but there were a lot of draws i did some work about that we can we can probably talk about that at some point as well but coming back to you charlie uh, let's talk about our second new signing aurelian Shomini. he well i i loved him i actually just uh, my piece just got published on managing madrid uh, the three things that i loved about Shomini during this uh, preseason. To have a single pivot at Real Madrid who is so calm in possession, who Courtois can directly pass the ball to and he can get us out of pressure. I haven't seen that uh, since uh, Xavi Alonso. So, you know, usually with Casemiro, it, it's either cross or bondage that have to drop between the centre-backs to get the ball out. But Choumini was doing it as, uh, as a defensive midfielder should do. I uh, want to get your thoughts on on his performance or how you saw him. The first thing I want to
1: get out there is how difficult it is to find a proper single pivot in today's market. Mm-hmm. So I don't care how much, like the $80 million, $100 million with add-ons, whatever, 100% worth it. Single pivots are so difficult, and good, mm-hmm. talented young single pivots are so mm-hmm. difficult to find right now. I am so happy with getting his signing finished up, getting him in the team, and I don't care how much we spend on him. He, Like you said, fantastic. Absolutely loved everything I saw. I mean, on top of getting a proper young single pivot, he's also fantastic on the ball, which is something we don't have with our current defensive midfielder, Casemiro. He's one of the best screeners and uh, blocking passing lanes, putting in tackles in world football. But – is on the ball, as we've all seen. Is, <laughs> there's a lot lacking there. So to have someone in Chiomani whose defensive positioning is off the charts, His, where he is, he always knows where to be to screen the passing lanes, to make interceptions. He's got a good tackle on him. And like you said, he's dropping off to get the ball from Courtois. He's participating in the buildup. He's not just making runs into the penalty area, which is like the total extent mm-hmm. of Casemiro's offensive contribution. Mm-hmm. So it's so awesome to have a three we or we can play with three midfielders now, who are all ball dominant players who can do passing triangles and move the ball vertically and horizontally. I love it. I'm I'm so happy that we signed him. Same here. I don't think yeah. he'll be starting. Uh, yeah, we go into the season because I you have to trust Cruz, to Casemiro, and I think we will for much of the season, at least in the big games, it will be Cruz, to Casemiro. But I think much more we're going to be seeing rotations. I don't think it'll be. Chris Modric, Casemiro, and then Kamavinga, um, Chiumeni, and Valverde and, like, alternating games, I think they'll rotate them enough where it'll be, like, one or two players from the young side, younger, like, midfield trio getting into the starting part. It won't be just, like, the olders and then the younger guys, and mm-hmm. they'll just rotate them. Just back to Jimmy, He's He's so good. And if he can continue on the path that he currently has started with through his first three games, he will be a top signing for the next 10 or so years, and I'm so happy that we
0: have him. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the thing is uh, why I'm also almost certain that he's not going to start because I don't think he has played any minutes with Cruz and Modric. It's yeah. always been like uh, Kamavinga, Chua Sebayos Ceballos, or Kamavinga, Chua Mini, Fede Valverde together, and Cruz, Casemiro, and uh, Modric are untouchable and quite right so. Course. actually. course. Uh, but Kaushik, the question to you regarding Chua is, if you had to work something out where you are playing Chuameni with Modric or Cruz, or even Chuameni with Casemiro on the pitch, how do you think that works? Does a double pivot work for you or any other combination you can make work uh, while Casemiro is already on the pitch with Chuameni?
2: Well, first of all, uh, uh, when I was watching Chuameni, especially his uh, individual comps, I was just trying to figure out that uh, with who, which player does he actually uh, been equal on turn. I didn't find a single player. Uh, then I, <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I do sometime, uh, some kinds of satirical works in when I, I am in mean, Bengali podcast. So I think he is a mixture of his uh, physique is almost like Vidic or Vidal with a passing range of at least and which is very rare in this uh, 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 footballing world and uh, the tactical position that he holds makes him so much uh, valuable to a coach because you can put him in 4-2-3-1 with any of Casemiro. He can take the deep playing playmaker role or Casemiro can hold the box-to-box role because we know he can uh, at some point make some decent runs. Mm-hmm. Casemiro can make some decent runs. And you can also put him as a uh, in the position of cruise because he has some kinds of passing or hold-up play. So a variety of uh, midfield is possible with him at the starting lineup. Something I want to add that in the uh, rhetoric or in some kinds of uh, future projects, what we are seeing is that there there are three players who will replace the KCM. Who are they? That's uh, Valverde, Chouameni and uh, Pramabhinga. Mm-hmm. I'm almost sure that that's not going to be uh, done in uh, near future because of that midfield, there will be no creativity. Mm-hmm. First of all, Valverde plays at right wing uh, at Real Madrid in the uh, most important games and at number six for Uruguay. At the number eight rule, uh, the performance that Valverte has been uh, providing is almost decreasing. The level of performance is, of him as a number eight is almost decreasing. So, I think the Sevayos can be a uh, integral part in this midfield because he has always a, a mentality to take the ball forward, to uh, pass forward and Chouameni can hold up the positions or soak the pressures and uh, you know Kamavinga, who doesn't uh, have a clue. <laughs> opponent doesn't have a clue what he's going to do. Uh, he can also uh, put the ball at the side way or at the back and uh, he can burst forward with his magical run. So, Chouam- um, Kamavinga, Fede Balbarte and Chouameni midfield is not going to replace the KCM. We will be needing some uh, some uh, uh, Modric-alike replacements, which is definitely not going to be Fede Balbarte. Fede Balbarte will be at Real Madrid for many years. but with some different role under different coaches. For example, right now he is uh, playing as right midfielder. Someday we will see him as right back. In future we may see him as uh, other roles. But he will be at Real Madrid, but not as a replacement of Modric, but the addition of Chuameni, uh, as Charlie said, it's already worthy of hundred millions or 80 million, whatever you say. This player is very rare in the market.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Blake. And uh, some of the other things that I uh, noticed and loved about him is even when he's under pressure and uh, he's able to hold on to the ball, as soon as he releases the ball, then he's not just staying there. He's moving immediately into another pocket of space uh, so that he can be a passing outlet and the ball can be delivered to him right back. Uh, that, that, was, that was rare with Casemiro because Modric and Cruz would work their asses off to keep Casemiro away from the ball, at least in the first phase of build-up. But what I've seen is when Shuamini is on the pitch, he is the first phase of build-up. Like, Courtois directly giving the ball to him, the the team already has that much confidence in him. Another thing which which I, I don't think our team is entirely ready for that, going, again, back to my favorite season, 2016-17, 2016-17 uh, when Zidane had that eighteen team beating thing going on. So Ancelotti kind of had that during this preseason. He would start the Gala 11 and then he would move on to the midfield of Chiumini, Kamavinga, Valverde or even Cevai- Cevaios with that. One good thing about this this division from Ancelotti, which will actually work as, as a platform for our next topic of discussion, the forward line during preseason. So for the last two games, apart from the Barcelona game, for the last two games against Club America and Juventus, the change forward line that played, that consisted of Rodrigo on the left wing, Hazard as the Falstein or the center forward, whatever you want to call that, and Asensi yeah. on the right. So... Uh that got me thinking that maybe Ancelotti is not as convinced of Rodrigo as the starting right winger as we are thinking right now because he is he played Fede Valverde at right wing uh, at this point kind of more than Rodrigo and Rodrigo was used more of as a decoy or uh, as a deputy of, to Vinicius on the left. So in theory, it works because Rodrigo is a natural left winger. Uh, I don't mind mind him on the right as well. But that is something I found interesting that if, if you were to hypothetically break it into an A team, B team, probably that is the way that Ancelotti want to go forward,
2: provided that we are not
0: buying another backup striker. There is a lot of things going on with AS and Marca and all of those things that... Real Madrid is gonna buy someone in the winter market, which I don't believe for one second. Real Madrid doesn't buy in, buy in the winter market unless there is, God forbid, an ACL or something. So uh, I, I don't really buy into that. That uh, they're gonna wait until the World Cup and then buy someone. Uh, if you have to buy someone, just buy someone right now. So, Charlie, what are your thoughts on the forward line, and do you think that kind of a division between the 18 B team works, provided that? We have Fede Valverde as the starting right winger and Asensio as his deputy in the B team. And then Vinicius and Rodrigo on the left uh, for those two roles.
1: Um, st- uh, first, I'll answer the second question. I don't think the division of the A and B team works. Well, I don't think you can get anything out of this forward line if you don't have Vinicius Jr. or Benzema in it. And I do agree with you. I think the starting line going into this season will be Vinicius, Benzema, and uh, Fede Valverde. I think the, the, those three are untouchable. I'm not even going to talk about Benzema and his preseason stuff because I mean, there's nothing to talk about. He's the best <laughs> guy in the world right now. There's nothing more to be said. Vinicius Junior. I'm a little torn on if I'm being if I'm nervous for him because I mean he in, he showed promise in preseason like he was going to keep up his run of form i was very cool. nervous mm-hmm. after the season ended to see if he could continue or if this would just be a one season wonder thing he still has the confidence which mm-hmm. is ma- a massive part of it he he's got the team support and he really looked like he was taking on players going at him this season i mean at least in the preseason so that showed some promise the finishing wasn't really there and, but i mean he didn't get into a ton of great positions mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that he's going to be fine going into the season. I think the first three or four or five games will really be a tell on where he's going to be this season. Because if he gets off to a slow start, I could really see him getting into his own head and falling off a little bit in confidence, and which could be really, really bad for Madrid. Uh, on the second team attack, I, after watching Rodrigo all last season, I'm not sold on him as the winger going forward, I think he should at least be tested in that false nine role over Ed and Hazard. And I would play Hazard on the left more in his more natural role. Because I think Rodrigo has he has the finishing mm-hmm. to be a striker. And he more importantly, he has the timing and the positional awareness. His runs into the penalty area, especially coming from like the wings diagonal in, mm-hmm. is some of the best I've seen in any young player in the world. I think he has definitely earned a shout at being the backup striker or backup false nine, however you want to word it, uh, for this team. I think he's earned it. I don't trust Mariano Diaz, and I think he will leave. Obviously, I would have loved uh, Borja Mayoral to mm-hmm. stay and play in that role because I think he's good enough, mm-hmm. but not that good to be warranting anything where he's going be like, hey, I should be starting mm-hmm. over here. <laughs> but I mean, he will bag a couple of goals uh, over the season when you need it. So I'm a little disappointed to lose him, but a $10 million uh, transfer Mm -hmm. fee is good business for him. So I think it should definitely be Rodrigo. I'm not sold on the um, first-team and second-team thing. I think if you're going – Like, I would not sub off the full front line
0: in the 70th minute. No, no, of course not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I would definitely leave either Benzema or Vinicius Jr. on, which it's obviously not going to leave Benzema on, given that he's in his mid-30s now. Mm. So I think, like, going into a final part of a match, I think you're looking at Vinicius Jr., Rodrigo at the striker role, ideally in my sense, and then Asensio on the right. That would be – or you can switch it up and get Hazard on the right or something like that. That would be
0: what I would go with. Yep. Before, before we go to Kaushik, uh, a quick note on that. The, playing Rodrigo as the false or the center forward, in theory, is, is the ideal one because of all the things that you mentioned, is positional awareness and, and the timing and everything. But the problem with that is if, if you're playing Rodrigo as the center forward, you have to have at least Vinicius on the pitch. Yeah. Because Vinicius or Fede Valverde on the pitch because Hazard and Asensio are both pretty slow. So mm-hmm. you don't really have much coverage from the wings going forward. Uh, Rodrigo is kind kind of going to be deserted. He's going to be, like, on his own. But if you have at least one of Vinicius or Fede Valverde on either wings, then you have that support uh, at, at fast transitions or attacking spaces uh, that way. So that, that's just one uh, thing that I had. Uh, Kaushik, whatever we have is whatever we have. Like, our board is... Is not going to invest heavily on a striker, and they like Florentino Perez has made this clear himself. So there is actually no point discussing viable options, although there are quite a few. Namely, Timo Werner is one of them. There was some uh, things about go- going on about him. Well, like there is a report, like such a hilarious report that's saying that Real Madrid doesn't know if Timo Warner is going to be okay with Benzema's backup. I mean, like come on, dude, just ask him. Ask him if he's going to be okay. Why are you predicting if he's going to be okay or not? Like negotiate with him. Ask him if he's going to be okay. Because Timo Werner, like, there's a lot of trolls and everything uh, about him, but he's still a far superior forward than Myral, Mariano, and even Jovic, I would say. So, and the profile, the kind of build-up profile that he has under Tuchel, he's a watered-down version of Benzema, at least uh, from a link of point of view he can also like play on the left as well so as a backup perfect makes perfect sense but why are you contemplating if he's going to be okay being a backup just ask him so that's that's what our board thinks so there's like no point contemplating who's coming in because I don't think anyone is but Kaushik according to you whatever players that we have right now including your favorite player of all time Marco Sensio what do you what do you think uh would be the most balanced way to approach the season
2: with whatever we have? You know, with the uh, recent strategy, uh, the mood is adopting, that makes Pintas as the main superstar of the team. Because if he can feed, uh, keep the forward feet, especially Benjamin and Vinicius, we will be competing on some major titles. Next year, because we have the almost the best midfield and the best defence in the world. We can compete with any team's defence, any team's midfield with what we have. But the problem is that uh, in a team that no player should be uh, so much uh, stronger or so much special that no one wants to be his backup. That problem has been dealt or being dealt by Bayern Munich in recent times. They continued to trust Robert Lewandowski and because uh, the uh, competitive nature of Bundesliga, they were able to provide him rest for the UCL seasons. So he was almost fit for the whole season and he also adopts uh, much uh, physical uh, programs like Christian Ronaldo. So uh, he was the main striker for them, but today when uh, Lewandowski leaves, Bayern Munich has not been able to find anyone. In two years' time, the peak of Benzema will pass, and if we don't sign any prolific striker by then, who, who will score the goal for a club like Real Madrid, who, who is well known for scoring uh, scoring plenty of goals. Second problem is that the two right-wingers, on paper, who are uh, uh, registered or who are known as right-wingers are Asensio and Rodrigo. Both are super served, but not super as a starter. That's the main problem. You put Essentio at 70th minutes with, the, with team leading 2-0, he will score a goal. But when you put him when the t- team is level or when, when your team is down, he won't do such things. So they uh, especially Essentio performs better if you look at the goals he has scored is against the Minos or at a time when the team is leading. Mm-hmm. And another thing we cannot blame Rodrigo is that he's a natural left winger, as Charlie said, he can also be deployed as false nine in Santos, I can mention for um, four or five months under Sampaoli, he was deployed as a uh, false nine or second striker, Uh, almost the same role that Aguero used to play with Forlan, Uh, so for a brief period of time, I I cannot exactly recall as the uh, year, but Rodrigo can be deployed as a, 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 the same role, But as Charlie said, that a long term injury to Benjamin or Vinicius will mean so much damage to us that uh, it will almost forget the achievement we have achieved last year. Mm. And another thing is that the level at which Parsa has reinforced is its attack. No injury will cause any types of harm to this. Uh, attack. So, the ball is on the port of Pintas. If he can keep his squad fit, especially in a year when the team will, uh, almost all the players of the team will go to World Cup. So, it will be almost harder to keep them fit because at World Cup, every player will give their all. And uh, the winners will uh, return with their heart filled with uh, emotions, joy and uh, renewed energy. But we'll have some leg that will be exhausted both physically and minds exhausted mentally. So yep. these are something that we, we need to face in the uh, upcoming season. Thanks. Thanks, Kaushik. Before we end,
0: just wanted to mention that, yeah, that's that's the frustration regarding Real Madrid's board because we never learn. So the exact same thing happened in 2018, right? When we won the Champions League, we won the three-peat, a new coach came in all right, good, but your main scorer left and you replaced him with Mariano, that's like that kind of arrogance is has never worked in favor of Real Madrid. It doesn't matter whatever you have won in the previous season. What Ancelotti actually says that that the moment they won the fourteen or right, start thinking about the fifteen. That's the right mentality. Fine. But the board also has to reciprocate that kind of feelings
2: the manager has. Koshy, you wanted to add something. Yes. Uh, from the news outlets, we all knew that Real Madrid were interested in Gabriel Jesus, right? Almost every uh, famous media reported that. But if that deal fell through, why didn't they uh, attempt for a, a profile or a, a players like same profile? Doesn't it mean that there are no player of the same profile with the same range of money, but they didn't attempt it for another forward? I, I think it's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. And if Ancelotti had Gabriel Jesus in his mind, that because he thought that this squad also needs some reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Now what we are seeing, they are running after Raul, Di Thomas, when We have <laughs> bought the mineral, we have sold him just for ten millions, and uh, some strikers from Southampton. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> at least we need to have, we need to have some backup. Uh, uh, at least a player. Uh, in next year we will be competing for six titles. So. Uh, we'll, uh, if we reach at the semi-final of UCL, we will be playing almost uh, a, uh, almost maximum possible of game a football team of mm-hmm. uh, non English club can play. Mm-hmm. So we cannot do the whole things. And uh, a finalist of World Cup, the players who will play the final will have to play more than 12 games because in current schedule there will be five friendlies. Yeah. Uh, three, three friendlies and two uh, friendlies between the cl- uh, teams or uh, local teams. So five friendlies with uh, seven matches and another possible six titles. I don't think Benjamin and Vinicius is going to make it. It harsh, but it's true.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, that's 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 all right because that that's that's what I was saying. That that's the frustrating part with Real Madrid that we never learn and we. The moment you win something, we go into the next season with this kind of arrogance that the same team is good enough. Whilst all other teams like look at Manchester City, they I think won the Premier League with record number of points or something last season. And then they bought the two biggest attacking talents in one window. Like Arling Holland was already Arling Holland. They bought a backup of Arling Holland who's probably better than all young forwards himself, Julian Alvarez. So So that thing, and we're we we couldn't get Gabriel Jesus because of the non-European issue, and this is another frustrating thing because a club like Real Madrid, who is part of Madrid's and Spain's lifestyle culture, they can't do anything to expedite uh, merely a passport issue of one of the biggest footballers in the planet. I'm not even saying to do anything unethical. There must be some way to expedite some applications over the others, even within the bounds of legality, but Madrid is just Madrid in this regard. But anyways, Charlie, do you have anything else to add? Yeah,
1: I have quickly. The striker profile fit is like the biggest question going forward. And first, I want to say that I am absolutely 100% not on board with Timo Werner whatsoever. He's good as he is, Mm -hmm. but with Leipzig, where he was at his best, Mm -hmm. he's only... Any bit competent playing with a second striker right. who's much bigger and can participate in hold up play, like I believe it was Yusuf Poulsen, mm. who was his guy. Yeah. At yeah. And also the other thing, like he needs someone to obviously to hold up play and get him in behind mm. and things like that. But the Bundesliga defenses also play much higher lines than La Liga, and that's most of his goals came from getting him behind and running mm. at, like going one on one with the goalkeeper. That he's not going to get that against, like I said, like Cadiz or anything. <laughs> it so I mean, I'd, the Timo Werner signing just doesn't fit with me. One because we don't play with two strikers, and Benzema is not going to do hold up play to get Timo Werner on the ball. That just mm. won't work. And I mean, he's just not fit to play against La good defenses. So I would say next summer you go all in for the best all around young striker in the world, which is Christopher Nkunku. I feel like he's the most Mm. like-for-like Benzema replacement. Obviously, Mm. he participates a bit more on defense, and he can play in a more midfield role as Mm. well. But I think for hold-up play and goal-scoring ability and the runs and positional awareness, I think he's the best like-for-like. Kylian Mbappe is obviously the guy you want to go for, or even Erling Holland, who I'm not super sold on. But I think Nkunku is your best bet. You can get off a cheeky 60 million bid, and I would take – in for 75 million over dropping 200 million for Mbappe. I think that's a better investment over time. Obviously, they're off the field things where Mbappe is going to sell a billion kits over the time he's there and that'll recoup part of it. But I think for purely footballing opportunity cost, I think in is probably the guy they need to look for yep. or someone in that van.
0: Yep. Well, I, I myself, like, although Florentino said that the Mbappé door is still not closed, but I think we should close that door because as an, as an institution, it looks bad on you when someone betrays you like that and you still go after him. Because, like, if there is one institution that can do without Mbappé, it's probably Real Madrid among, amongst the current clubs. But I, I completely agree with Nkuku. uh theory that you mentioned and well money is just not a problem for real madrid especially for these kind of bids, because like they wanted a midfielder they got him for 100 million so um, real madrid are doing better than any other non-self uh, non-state run club in the world as possible so money is not a problem it's just the intention or the motivation that the club has to sign someone On that note, guys, I had a fantastic chat with both of you guys. We'll do this again. Thanks so much for both of you joining. Thanks so much for whoever listened to us or watched us. This is going to be uh, uploaded later uh, at a later time than when we are recording this, of course. But that's it from us. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Kaushik. We'll see you again. Take care, everyone, and have a good night.